This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome back to the Hammers Unrestricted Podcast. A frustrating week for West Ham fans with the 1-0 home defeat to Chelsea. That's the first time this season we've suffered back-to-back defeats in the Premier League. It's another game overshadowed by controversy and Jimmy's back this week to mull it over. How's your week been, Jimbo? Yeah, it's been a good week, making full use of the pubs being back open and yeah, good to drown my sorrows in this week. Okay, we'll start with the Chelsea game then. Um, Disappointing overall, really. I know we've had the injuries, so no Rice, no Masuaku, no Cresswell, no Antonio. I was I was sort of disappointed with the performance, really. I don't know about you. I mean, I've sort of come to expect it now uh, against the big six. Moyes likes to sit off, let them play in front of them and try and keep um, goals conceded to a minimum. I think mm. he went for it again. And unfortunately, we just got undone um, by the one goal. But it just seems to be a pattern. Just seems to be a pattern against the top six. Negative football. I understand why, because there's a lot of quality on the pitch. But I do think you need to be a bit more proactive and you just sort of see the game fizzle out like we normally do against top six. It's disappointing though, isn't it? Like compared to last season when we played Chelsea around this time at home, that quality game 3-2, like, like you said, I know there's players that were missing, players that weren't in the squad, but I just felt the fight wasn't really there this week. And it was, you know, a bit limp like the Newcastle performance really. I know we've had another red card, which we'll definitely get into. Um I thought uh, Ryan Fredericks had a good game on on one sort of positive note. I thought he was quite active down the left, but we didn't really utilise him enough. Yeah, I, I just thought he, he was better better option than Ben Johnson this week, who's looked a bit ropey in his previous performances. Um, what, what, who do you think stood out for West Ham, if we're going to look at anyone? Well, I mean, I'd agree with you. I think Fredericks was stand out. The boys up front, they put a lot of pressure on. They've done what they can, but it was hard for them. They didn't have much of the ball. But yeah, I think Fredericks was the standout. Uh, that position is up for grabs, you know, because um, we're going to have when it's rotating between back four and five. Ben Johnson, Ryan Fredericks, sort of direct competition um, for either left wing back or right wing back. Neither one of them have a left foot, so they're not comfortable going down the left. I don't really trust them um, to whip in a ball on their left. But you have to say Fredericks, I'd, I'd have to put him over it, uh, over Johnson. In recent weeks, I think he's just looked better. I I feel like we really miss Cresswell, not defensively, but going forward, he's he's a good creative player for us. You know, get he, if, especially if we are going to play that back three when you've got the wing backs, he sort of just gets on, gets into the middle third of the pitch, and then can start picking passes out of his left foot. And I do feel like we missed that balance. So obviously, we had Diop sitting on the left hand side of the back three, which he didn't look comfortable with at all. I don't think, especially not on the ball. But then you look at the stats after the game. Chelsea had 17 attempts on goal. We've had nine. We've had two on target. I couldn't tell you what those two attempts on target were, to be completely honest with you. I don't remember. All I can remember is uh, Jesse Lingard having that volley, which has sort of drifted wide. I mean, yeah, it was few between chances yeah. up there. And I know um, we had one that hit Dave's arm. I know he can't get out of the way of it. But if it wasn't VAR, could have been given, you know, a full crowd, get on the refs back. Sometimes you see him, but... Probably the right decision that wasn't given, unfortunately. 
So that's our uh, 10th defeat of the season. If I had said shoot at the start of the season, it's going to take us 33 games to lose 10. I think we both would have pissed ourselves laughing. But let's get to the real talking point. Uh, Balbuena's red card. Absolute joke. The floor is yours if you want to have a pop at it. Like you said, it's just a joke. Of course, VAR has his issues, but it's the referees and how they're using VAR, which is the issue. Mm. I mean, the referee goes over um, to the TV, he checks it. And he can clearly see that the follow-through, it was a natural motion for his leg to go up. I know it doesn't look pretty, but it's a natural motion, like I mentioned. I'm just watching it back now, actually. It's not It's not a nice one. No one likes to get studs down the back of the Achilles. But, you know what I mean? It's a contact sport. And if you go to press someone, that can happen. It's unfortunate, but it's just not a red. And, I mean, the refs have to be held accountable because I feel like they're hiding behind VAR and saying that's the bigger issue when it no it's the rules that they've chosen and how they're enforcing them which is the issue you got chris kavner initially who didn't give a booking or a red and you know he obviously made the correct decision doing that peter banks at var was the one who got him to come over and have a look at it you've also got mike dean there as the assistant ref who i don't think anyone really clocked it he's there with a mask on so he sort of got under the radar i don't know if he's got anything to do with that decision but you know he's, he's a bit fishy we've had a bit of trouble with him this season like you say, it's criminal, really. It's already been overturned. Where's where's the ref coming out and, you know, explaining this decision? That's what I want to know. Because you've got this technology now where, you know, you shouldn't be getting these things wrong. You've already got the decision correct. And then you're having a mother's meeting to then decide, oh, no, it might not be correct. And it's just a load of bollocks. Same old for us as well. It's, it's happened to us already in the season. All right, so fair enough in the Fulham game, in the grand scheme of things, it, it wasn't a good game. The red card, you know, it didn't really mean anything in the end, but it's more the fact that it happened to us. And, you know, of our last eight red cards, do you know five have been overturned? Three of those five were against the big six teams. So make of that what you will, mate. I mean, I, I don't want to say there's a conspiracy against West Ham because, you know, I know you'll be the first to laugh at me. You're laughing now as I say it. Last time we had two red cards rescinded in the same season was the 15-16 year, last last year at the Bowling. You had two this season, um, obviously against Fulham for Suchek and for Balbuena at the weekend. Uh, Mark Noble against Liverpool being one and the other being Czech Kiai against Crystal Palace. Um, that was actually my last game at Upton Park. I think I was with you. I'm pretty sure I was with you. When Pirates scored the free kick, you know. Last game I've went to Upton Park, yeah. Side story. Um I mean, all right, so like I've said already, the, the Fulham game, when you got the red card, that didn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things. We didn't drop any points. It wasn't a good performance anyway. There was still 10, 15 minutes left of this game. And I'm not saying for a second that we were deserving of a point. I don't think we played very well. I don't think we took it to Chelsea enough. But then you've got to consider that we've got four players that are missing. So with him being sent off in the 81st minute, there's still 10, 15 minutes left to play there with a bit of added time. So, you know, it's, it's, it only takes a second to score a goal. And it's just ridiculous how we weren't given the opportunity to then get a point back. And it, it just stinks. You know what I mean? Like, it's, just, it's, it's, it's hard to take. It, it stinks, it stings, whatever way you want to look at it. I just, I can't really get over it. And this was such a big game. I said to you last week how, how, how important this clash was. And all right, looking at the table, we, we are still in the shot of the top four. But, you know, no West Ham fan expected top four at the start of the season. And now we really want it. Because obviously we're not going to get this chance again, I don't think, for a long time. Uh, to be completely honest with you. Well, of course, West Ham-Chelsea, always a big game. It's one you look forward to, start of the season. And it is frustrating. VAR comes along. And like you mentioned, there's no guarantee. We were we were poor on the day. But it denies you just an opportunity to have a go in the last 10. And how many times do you see last-minute winners? And that would have been a huge point for us. But make no mistake, we put a lot of pressure on this game from what 
we done at Newcastle. If we get three points there, that changes the whole complexion of this game because there was a lot riding on it. And that's why I feel even weighs heavier on us at the moment because we've seen a gap form between fifth us and then Chelsea. There's that, I think, three, four points at the moment. And, you know, this is going to sting because it's a direct rival in the league. And to go out on sort of a whimper, Balbuena, 10 men, it's never ideal. Still a little bit on Chelsea. Um, of all players to score, by the way, Timo Werner. <laughs> I was with um, I was with Fog. I Fog. I know you listen every week. Um, I was with him watching the game. A couple of the other lads, D Man, Georgie. Um, I said to Fog, if one man's going to score against us, it is going to be Timo Werner. Because he said, you know, when he, when he signed, you were a big fan of Werner. I know you were, and I mean, I, I was cacking it when I signed him. Really thought he was going to go and score twenty five or goals this season. Hasn't quite worked out for him. Um, of course, he scores against us. But then he goes and misses that sitter in the second half. Open goal. Sums him up, doesn't it? I mean, he, he's been missing them all year. I still think he does provide a lot to the team, you know, uh, on the counter-attack. He can press well. But I think I stuck faith with him, thinking he'd be an all-right player. And I saw that one against Macedonia for Germany, and I just looked at him. I, was, I don't think this is the player Chelsea thought they'd signed. But look, he scored against us. And I thought we were over this. If you needed a goal, you'd play West Ham. If you'd gone a little drought, you'd play West Ham. I said, Vardy is going to score against us. And he doesn't. And I think, oh, here we go. Yeah. This is a new West Ham here. They're not going to break their duck here. But there you go. Werner takes it nicely. What more can you say? Another one I want to talk about is Mason Mount. Um, ahead of the Euros this summer. He's class, isn't he? Like, and I, I don't like admitting that Chelsea have got any good players, but he is one that I will sing the praises of. He's an outstanding player, isn't he? Like, and he's just... I say he's come out of nowhere. He, he went on loan to Vitesse when he was about 17. He's obviously played at Derby as well. So he's not like he's fresh on the scene, but you know he's just developing into such a good player. And oh, for one, I'm so happy that um, Lampard is no longer at Chelsea to try and convince... Rice to move there next summer. I feel like that one's dead in the water. But you feel like with Mount there, it could still happen, couldn't it? It's done. I think a lot of people will want Rice. I'm looking at Chelsea. I'm looking at United. He'd really slot in and do a good job there. Um, so I am a bit worried, of course, when you've got a player like Rice. And if he has a good Euros, you know what that can do for a player uh, in a transfer window. So there is always going to be that worry. But it's sort of a nice worry to have. We've got a player like it that's in demand. You know, yeah. we've not always had that. So you can spin a positive. You say he's in demand. We need him back, don't we? <laughs> desperately. Suchek is missing him desperately. He's looking over. He's seeing Nobes. He doesn't fancy it. He can't get us forward, can he, with Nobes in the team? He, he hasn't got the licence for him to get forward as much because he has to do so much more defensively. And it's a shame. And that's where a lot of our attacking threats gone at the minute. I love Nobes. Like, and I always will love him. He's been a great servant to the club. But, you know, it's, it's just these, these games like... It's another two games that we've lost with him starting. And it's, you know, it's not a stat that he'll probably want to be having. But what's that now? Six, seven games this season that we've lost, he has started in those games. I will jump to his defence slightly. The games he has been dropped into, he hasn't had much game time or warm-up to him. And they've been big games, like United twice, Chelsea here. That haven't been the easiest. Newcastle uh, twice. Games. Yeah, well, we got an early red, so I wouldn't count that as an easy game. Just with the with the injuries, you know, I just say that uh, our limitations they're starting to show, and you know, it's been one hell of a season. But you know, I think 
we've pushed it as far as we could. These injuries are really hurting us at the moment. And like I mentioned, yeah, limitations starting to show, but they have done fantastic this year. And I know we've had our hopes on top four, but Europa League, fifth, sixth, that's still a great season. And I hope it just doesn't tail off. I hope that we we attack every game. And then you never know. Oh, you're right about tailing off, though, because, I mean, I, I remember we spoke weeks ago about who we thought we could sneak, uh, sneak the fourth spot. And neither of us said West Ham. I said Everton, I remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Everton have got a game in hand, though, mate. They're eighth in the table. Got a game in hand. If they win it, they go level on points of us. So out of all the people you could have picked from, they're currently at the bottom of all the people you could have realistically picked from. All right, cool. It's just difficult to, you know, see that we are three points behind them, knowing that we've gifted them six points this year through two under par performances. And usually when we when we play Chelsea, we're well up for it. Especially at home. We're well up for it. And it's a proper London derby. You've got people like Noble in the team who are all right, fair enough, I just said he shouldn't have been in the side. But he's one person you probably would want in there because he knows what it means to play against Chelsea, Spurs, etc. You know, all your London sides. Um but it's just a shame to, you know, drop six points to them. The same with Newcastle, really. I mean, dropping six points to them is a joke in itself. But I just didn't see the the um, the the fight or the sort of drive that you'd normally get in a game against Chelsea. And I feel like in a game where we really needed that, we sort of let ourselves down. And like you say, hopefully we don't tail off from that. Right, let's talk top four, Jimbo. Um, so as it stands, you've got Leicester and Chelsea occupying third and fourth. Uh, Leicester now with a seven-point gap over us playing the same amount of games. We're three points off Chelsea. Um, we are, well, there's now a three-point gap between us in fifth and Everton in eighth. Six points between Everton and Chelsea, which um, separates five different teams. It's getting really cagey, isn't it? Uh, it's a big three points Chelsea have put in between us and them. You know what? We're going to look back on that Newcastle game and we're going to be disappointed because I really felt like that really killed a lot of momentum for us. Uh, a few weeks back, I predicted us to finish above Leicester. And I think that was a fair shout. I stand by that. But with sort of Lingard looking human again and Ian Nacho just looking like this goal-scoring monster, it, he's just come into form at the right time for them. And I really do think Leicester are about to tail off. And then just this surprise package, Ian Nacho has come out and almost single-handedly dragged them because they've had big injuries. Vard, yeah. Well, Vardy hasn't been scoring. Barnes has been injured. Madsen's just come back. And they've had a few out at the back. It had the potential to go south. But I think with his performances, they've really steadied the ship. And you're looking at us now with seven points behind Leicester, with three behind Chelsea. It is going to be an uphill struggle. Yeah. Uh, you say about Ian Nacho, he's got two favourable fixtures coming up as well. Leicester play Southampton Friday evening and the following week they're going to be playing against Newcastle. Uh, two of the worst defences in the league, actually. Only West Brom have conceded more goals than Southampton and Sheffield United are then in between. Uh, that Sheffield United are then the third worst team, Newcastle being the fourth worst. So, you know, it could be goals galore for him. He could put a few more in, in those games. Um, and I'm conflicted because I have him as my captain in fantasy football. So there you go. You just can't win, can you? Yeah, I've had, I've had to chuck him in seeing those fixtures too. I think you said it to me last week, but you know I've 
bit late to the party with that one, but I'm pushing the top six, as we know. Let's look at the other teams this weekend. So Chelsea hosts Fulham in the London derby um, at the 5.30 on a Saturday. So, you know, I can't really see anything other than Chelsea picking up three points there. They had a good good result away to Madrid as well in the week, didn't they? Considering that they they um, played a similar team to the one they actually put out to us. Elliot Palmer pointed out to me. You're right, El. I know you listen every week. Yeah, he, he pointed that out to me, saying it shows how, how good we are this season. Um, well, you know, Chelsea, like you mentioned, they um, they played a lot of players midweek that they played against us. So you're looking at that Fulham fixture now. It's sandwiched in between two Madrid fixtures, and we can just pray and hope that are overlooking that. I know they've got great squad depth, so it's still going to be a mission uh, for Fulham. But Fulham are scrapping for their lives down there. And they really need to start picking up points quick if they are going to survive because they've really gone off the boil in the last few weeks. But by no means is that game null and void. I think there's plenty to play for there. Um, But yeah, you still do fancy Chelsea in that one. Seven-point gap now between Fulham and Brighton in 17th. I don't see them staying up at this point in the season. and I don't see them starting this revival or potential revival against Chelsea, to be honest with you. Um, Elsewhere, you've got some big games on Sunday. Uh, United Liverpool's huge for us. Um, you know, I don't particularly like either side, but I'll be open for a United result there more than anything. We could end up in eighth position before we even kick the ball on Monday. But what I will say about this uh, running, and if we do concede that we're not looking up the table, for a moment, I'm not saying we are, if we do concede that we're looking down the table, then we've got to think, it's in our hands. There's only five games. We go out and win five on the trot, it's done and dusted. We're finishing above Liverpool. We don't need favours from United. I know it'd be nice. Um, but, you know, we've got favourable fixtures. We get a few of the boys back. I mean, we've got Burnley Monday. That's crucial. I know Chris Wood's just banged in a hat-trick. Yeah. Um, but three points there. And it changes very quickly, this table. That's what I'd yeah. say. A few wins, a few losses. It's so tight at the moment. Um, but the boys just can't lose their heads. They've just got to knuckle down Lee's last five and just pick up the points, grind them out. That Everton game's huge now, isn't it? That's massive. Like you say, it's in our own hands, but I just, you know, we haven't lost two in a row all season in the league and I just, that, that doubt as a West Ham fan is just creeping in, mate, as, you know, as you come to expect really supporting this side. But you know what? We, we've said already previous weeks that we're not often in this position, so we've got to just enjoy it as best we can. But it is, it is difficult watching the games now. Like there's so much riding on this, and I just hope that we finish in the top six. Like I, I'm not, I'm not going to be unrealistic and say top four because you know, do we deserve it? You could make an argument that we do because we're still in with a shout, even though we've got some key players missing for injury. That said, we've dropped points in recent weeks. I feel like we deserve European football, though. I feel, whether that's Champions League or Europa League, I feel like we deserve top six. And you know, I, ju- I just really hope we do it. Because it's going to be so disappointing if they don't. And also, you know what? It is going to come down hard on the owners. It is going to come down hard on them if we don't make it. Because they you know, they didn't strengthen in the summer. They had opportunities to buy players. They, they let a few players go as well. Dean Garner, Cullen, two lads that come through the academy. All right, I don't think they'd be starting week in, week out. But, you know, at the minute, we could have done with either of them. Just young players that, you know, want to be given an opportunity who are in and around the first team. We could have really done with them at the minute. Just even Hilaire. Even Hilaire. Yeah, even him. Because yeah, they didn't even replace him. Like, if we'd replace him, then fair enough. Like, I, I get that. But, you know, the fact that you've 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 let your, your record signing go and you haven't replaced him, your other record signings on loan, it's been a ticking time bomb all season. I said it to you at the start of the year. You, we, we said it to each other at the start of the season that 
you know, selling these players and not replacing them is criminal and it's a paper thin squad, but somehow we've got away with it all year. And it's just at one time we've had four key players go and, you know, I just hope for the sake of the club that we get top six more than anything because it could be a really toxic summer if we don't. Well, there should be any toxicity um, towards the, the players, the staff. They've played out their skins this year. You know, the board can always do more. Like you mentioned, they've done questionable transfer business since they've arrived. Um, and this is really important summer for us. We're on a high. We've got, they've made good signings in Sufal and Suchek, proper gems that we've found there. Bowen's been a solid addition. And we need to build on that. We've had a good summer and now we need to build. Another few players filling holes, that second striker spot, that extra centre mid. If we are to play Europa League, the squad's depth is so thin, I do worry about where we'd finish in the Prem or the yeah. performances we'd be putting in. Yeah, you look at Wolves this year, like prime example, as you say, and they've had key injuries as well. I suppose Jimenez, you know, it's a massive miss for them, but I worry as well about us next year if we do qualify for Europe and you know, I don't want to sound like I'm just moaning already before it's even happened. This is if we qualify. Um, but you have got to be aware of that. The fact that, you know, a team like us who are, let's not kid ourselves, are a mid-table side, if we're lucky, hugely, are going to struggle by having these extra games that we're not used to. There's there's players in our squad who, like you said, Sufal, Suchek, uh, both played for Slavia, Prague in Europe. But the vast majority have never played in European competitions before. So, you know, it's going to be difficult for them to adjust. And we've got an ageing back line that we've discussed recently as well. You know, your Cresswells, your Bonners, uh, Buena, uh, Dawson even. The only young player really is Issa Diop. Other than that, you've got an ageing back line who are going to struggle playing twice in the space of four days. Well, there's a lot of questions to be had next year. I mean, can we compete in Europa League, Champions League next season for the first time? That's a big question. Are we going to be as good with fans in the stadium? You know, can we keep this momentum going? And will the board back us? There's so many unanswered questions, but at the moment, we do just have to focus on these next five games because this is crucial. This is sort of do or die. And we can say we deserve to be um, in these European spots, but we don't deserve them yet. We've still got five games to play. After 38, you can say you deserved it. But at the moment, it's all up for grabs. And we could, we could lose the next five. You know, they have to show up every week and make sure we get those points and secure that spot. Anyway, so moving on from that, uh, we look ahead to our clash with Burnley on Monday evening. It's the last Premier League fixture of the weekend. Um, Burnley coming in red out after a 4-0 win at Molyneux last week. Uh, no one more informed than Chris Wood. Um, Jim, what do you think of our chances at Burnley? Well, you've got to rate our chances. I mean... Um, we've really got something to play for. They're just safe and we're hoping, you know, they've had their 4-0, they've secured it, they can go out in a bit of style in these last five games, hopefully they're on their holidays. Yeah, they lost three on the bounce before that and, all right, Wolves ain't been good this season, let's be real, but, you know, it's not what you want to be the seeing. The last few weeks like... they've been better, you know, so you can't, discredit this Burnley side. That 4-0 was impressive. So, uh, if the rumours are true, Rice is back on the grass this week. Um, I've seen pictures he's back in training. I'm not sure if he's actually involved with the first team, but he's got his trainers on. So, you know, hopefully he'll be back, if not this week, the week after. Cresswell is uh, supposedly going to be back for this game, which is huge. He failed a late test against Chelsea. Um, so, he should be back for the game, which is massive. Uh, Masuaka and Antonio, I think, a couple of weeks off yet, which is a shame. They've never been an easy side to beat Burnley. Let's, let's get that straight. They're, they're a good side, like you say, and 
you know, we've, we've got to go there and respect them. But it's it's one of the games where it's one of those teams, sorry, that this season we have been able to beat teams outside the top six. We've been really, really strong against, apart from okay, Newcastle, we've mentioned already. Nothing other than three points can be good enough this Monday. I don't know about you. I mean, like you said, yeah, it's must win. There's so much riding on this game. We're just coming off for two losses. Uh, I know they're going to be on a high pass at 4-0. I don't want to discredit Wolves, but they've been very hit and miss this year. Um, yeah, they've got a few danger men. And I remember the reverse fixture, you know. Um, they gave us a little bit of trouble at times, uh, lumping the ball in long at the end there. Um, but, you know, we, we know what we need to do. We, we have the players to do it. And it's just about going out there and performing. So they only last one on the 13th of March at Goodison Park. I remember we spoke about on the podcast, actually, that cracker from uh, Dwight McNeil, remember? Uh, they won 2-1 that night. But since then, they lost to Southampton, Newcastle at home, and they did lose away to Man United. So, you know, I'm not really sure which side we're going to be getting when they turn up. And Chris Wood's obviously going to be full of confidence. He loves it against us as well. They've given us trouble before in the past, but... You know, keeping everything crossed that we get the players back and that we can get a result against them. It's, it's huge for our season. Look, and we know they've got that danger man in Wood, like you said. Uh, he scored three the other day and he's got a great record against us. He's six in seven. That's his best return against any other side. Um, so it's going to be hard to keep him out. So Turf Moor has been a bit of a happy place for visiting sides previously. Um, Burnley have played their last eight home matches in a row without winning. Uh, but to counter that argument there, Jim, uh, Burnley haven't lost against West Ham in the last three home matches. On that, Jim, have you got a score prediction for me? Well, I'm going to back the boys. Uh, I'm going Oggy from the back. Uh, for the first, I do think Chris Wood is going to get one. I don't think that we're going to get a clean sheet. And then right at the death, that man, Jared Bowen, curls one in, bottom left. I'm going to go 3-1. Um, Chris Wood's going to bag. He loves it against us like you've already uh, established properly there. Uh, Lingard, a brace for me. And Jared Bowen's going to bag. And uh, that would just cap off a perfect weekend for me. Okay, that's about all we've got time for this week on the Hammers Unrestricted podcast. Um, keeping everything crossed so we can go up to Turf Moor and get a result after two losses in the league. Uh, any last words, Jim, before we wrap it up, mate? Uh, big shout out to the West Ham physio team. We need him to work miracles on our boys. Um, so let's give them all the assistance they need, all the money. Big up the West Ham physio team. Let's get our boys back in shape and let's beat Burnley at the weekend. Come on, you guys. All the money. What? All the, all money. the money, all the resources, all the women, all the people. Get our boys fit. <laughs> <laughs>